was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. We got a special edition almost um, with uh, Brandon Solis as usual, but we also got new guy RC Maxfield with us. Uh, we're just going to talk about the, the hoops schedule and all the changes and just what to expect this week. And not a long one, but just kind of an update on what's going on. So here we go. All right, guys. Brandon, RC. RC, your first time on the From Here is Potable podcast. Welcome. How does it feel? It feels good. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely honored by it. Um, I'm also it sad. Be. Yeah, well, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I'm also very sad that I didn't change my name on here. So everybody knows my first name now, which is Ronald. Oh. Let's just get it out there in the open. Um, uh, I would not have even noticed if you didn't. I just, the, what's the C? That's for you to find out, Brandon. What are we talking about? Basketball on here? Let's go. <laughs> we'll just get a few no. drinks in them. <laughs> that, that, that at least will it's probably not a, me. At least it's not Harrison Young. Uh, yeah. Right, right, uh, right, Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Very generic. Yes. I'm gonna go Ronald Charles. That's my guess. Damn, he I got think, it first try. I'll tell you if he's right. He got it. He got it. There you go. That's kind of easy. I mean, I thought it was, I was thinking Christian or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just seemed to fit. There you All go. right, so I guess kind of expected news considering the weather all around the state, but uh, the TCU game gets moved from tomorrow to Tuesday. So we almost we got one of those like they do it in the NBA sometimes those home and homes uh, kind of schedule. We got TCU there and then TCU here on Thursday. Um, so what do you what do you think that do, do you think that does anything for the matchup, Brandon, or just kind of one of those deals like everything else this year? Yeah, we were kind of chatting about it earlier. Now they have games on Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday and Monday. I mean, so that, that presses everything some. Yeah, and three of those are on the road. You start here at home now instead of going over there to oh, you're on right. Monday. On Monday, you're supposed to go to Fort Worth, and then they were supposed to come here Wednesday. Now, I guess maybe the people inside and Beard and everybody kind of just agreed, let's just hit the road like a, like a professional basketball team for a second. Just you're going from Fort Worth to Lawrence, then to Stillwater, then you come back and you have five days of rest, which is fine, uh, which is pretty good to get prepared for the end of the regular season against Texas. Early morning tip off in that one. But, um, you know, I just I think it's like guys like TJ Shannon might not benefit from this with his whole ankle do. And uh, he just kind of needs to step up in general. And I'm, yeah. I'm not really expecting much. I don't know if RC has an opinion on TJ Shannon personally, but uh I think TCU, are, these are two games you can kind of, you know, you should be able to take care of the Horn Frogs pretty easy, but we'll see how they kind of, how that sets them up to finish the the rest of the three games they have. Two Brandon, how long, have, how long have you been a Texas Tech fan? And when has it ever been take take, take care of two games easily? This is true. <laughs> you said this that like true. we just do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, but TCU, like we like we talked about before, because we, pre- we prep for these, 82-46 Oklahoma took care of them pretty easy um they took care of oklahoma state you didn't which, we which is kind of scary yeah, yeah. uh but then T- uh, texas kind of handled them handled them pretty well and uh to answer your question though since 2013 i've been a fan i believe so you, 2008 so you you 2008 i was pulling i'm not gonna lie when i was looking at schools i wanted to go to tcu but how dare you 
things have changed. We're just a bunch of confessions. Uh, RC, <laughs> take take it from here before I say anything else. Yeah, RC, what do you think about this <laughs> these TCU matchups? I mean, I don't remember the last time, and if y'all can remember, by all means, correct me. But like a Big Twelve team had to play three straight road games in that many days. Like I, I don't know the last time that's happened. Um, and by the way, huge Terrence Shannon fan but also extremely disappointed that he's just – he's got that Kyler Edwards trait, and it's not to be disrespectful to Kyler. It's just when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. And when you're not hot, you're not going to be aggressive at all. You're going to take terrible shots, and that's what they do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But on the TCU front, I kind of agree with Brandon. Um, I, I wouldn't go as far as say um, we should take care of business because, like you said um, – it's Texas tech. We're known not to take care of business when we're supposed to. Um, But overall, I mean, you look at it, they have one guy that kind of um, stands out and that's Nebhard. I mean, RJ is legit. I mean, his brother played up at Gonzaga for a little bit, was a transfer from Florida. And then you kind of talked about it before we got started, Taylor. I mean, the other guy that um, really stands out is Kevin Samuel, just because he's a true big in the big 12 and you don't really have one of those if you're Texas tech right now. Yeah, he he worries me. Like I, I trust Beard and Adams enough to, you know, if we want to get Nemhard out of the game, they will. Uh, but Samuel, I feel like if we're if we're letting him shoot twice, you know, if Nemhard gets two tries and we're not we're not collecting the the defensive rebounds and he's in there just re- wrecking havoc and getting uh, Santos Silva in foul trouble and Tyreek in foul trouble, it just he's the one who worries me because, you know, like if you look at. Uh, crap I'm drawing a blank uh Culver uh for West Virginia it wasn't just like he only has I think they said it on the broadcast he only has like like under 10 assists for the entire season it's something crazy but the gravity he has on that end of the floor it's there's a, that's why they can shoot so well is because everybody is worried about him either on the in the paint or getting rebounds and so their shooters have more space and and like I don't think Kevin Samuel is that level, obviously, but I think he could cause similar problems. And if TCU gets hot, then, I mean, we've seen teams who don't shoot well get hot against this Tech basketball team. So that that's what would worry me is him just kind of dominating the paint, giving their shooters some space, and then them starting to get hot. Yeah, and they're out-rebounding their opponents 680 to 649 compared through however many games they have. I think it's 11. Uh, but their assist numbers are down. Um, that's that's an area where you beat them. I am concerned when you're when you're big, Marcus Santos Silva, your starter, uh, last game no rebounds for him. Uh, that just, is I mean, shocking. I yeah, Tyreek obviously is the had a better night rebounding than he did, but you know Marcus is going to be your guy, and uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe get Tyreek a little bit more experience in here, but we'll see how they kind of play him. How are you expecting them to kind of attack the Red Raiders, uh, Taylor? I I think that I mean, if I were them, I would look at. You know what West Virginia did, like I was saying, I mean, you get somebody in there, get Santos Silva in foul trouble where he can't play the way he wants to play. And just, I mean, you, we, we, like, we have watched Texas Tech basketball to know enough to know that, like, you know, those, those corner three point shots, that's what we're going to give. You know, we're going to overhelp. And those, if you can make that skip pass, it's going to be open. And so, you know, if you're, if you're helping on the big inside and, and that guy in the corner gets an open look, I, fired away i mean that's I, I want tech to do more of that when you have an open look 
shoot it, <laughs> you know, at least have the threat to shoot because nothing drives me crazier. And y'all and y'all are in the group tech. So, you know, it when you pump into a, you pump fake and then go into a worse shot when you had an open oh, man. three pointer. Uh, yeah. So I, I think they'll, and they practice that they're correct. Oh, I, I mean, that's what we've been told is yeah, that they, yeah. they practice those pump fakes. Yes. Yeah. They, I bet teams that play against us, they have some kind of like you're running, you know, however many sprints for every pump fake you bite on against tech, you know, because that's, that is going to be our first move every time. Uh, I was just, I got, I'm a, I'm a bad person, you know, so I went back and decided I'm going to look at the West Virginia game from last week. Um, Just because when you said that, Santos Silva had no rebounds. I found that hard to believe. I thought you were lying to me, but sure enough. That's six so points, you, no rebounds. Yeah. So when you look at that game, RC, what do you think? Like, how, what is it about West Virginia that hurts us? So, like, it's just so weird. Like, I don't think it's an anomaly that the way West Virginia shoots against this tech team. And so, what is it about them? And then, is that a concern moving forward? you know, into the big 12 tournament, if we have one into the NCAA tournament. I think that really, I mean, you look at it the past, I guess, start of last season, tech just really hasn't been that good at guarding or defending the three in general. And then West Virginia is just the optimal team for that, right? You have that big guy, as you talked about in Culver that can just be down low and get you crazy amounts of rebounds, especially when Tech the past two years, who have they had as their centers? T.J. Holyfield and Marcus Santos Silva, not ideal against a guy like Culver. Um, but, I mean, it pains me to say this so much, but I didn't think I, – there. I thought there was absolutely no way Bob Huggins would be right when he said that this team was oh, going to yeah. be better when Toshibwe left. And he was right. I mean, like, holy crap. He, he was absolutely right. It allows them not to play the press Virginia anymore, but it allows them to just spread the ball out all over and then just dink and dunk down to Culver and just absolutely body people. And I think that's a weakness of tech. You know, if you have a guy like Tariq Owens, for example, and I know I'm talking about the best center in program history, but you put him on Culver. I mean, things are very different. But you don't have a guy like that. And so I think what Beard is probably going to have to just adjust in recruiting is, hey, we just need to get a guy that's not a developmental piece when it comes to these seven footers that he's gotten the past couple of years. And they don't have to be great by any stretch of the imagination. You don't have to find a Tariq Owens or anything, but just somebody that's capable of going in there and putting a body on Culver for a period of time or bigs like him because you notice McCormick, I mean, he's – probably the only other center in the big 12 that relatively scares you um, in Texas tech struggles against him. Um, not to the same degree as Culver, but I really think just West Virginia has done exactly what you're supposed to do with the big men in the big 12 is put a bunch of shooters on the floor, a point guard and McCabe that by the way, his YouTube channel is awful. Um, just want to point that out. Um, but Here's all he YouTube does channel. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't check it out. Um, <laughs> but he, he just distributes and then you got guys that just shoot lights out and spacing is perfect. And I mean, that's, that's what Texas tech struggles against when it comes to that defense is you want to push guys to the side and everything. And West Virginia is like, okay, well, we'll do that. We'll just have all the shooters out there and we'll stretch you thin. And then yeah. the worst case scenario is you dump it to Culver and he can make a pass. Yeah. Cause I'm usually one that agrees with beard on, like, I don't think you need a center. 
And that is just like my basketball philosophy. Like I want five athletes on the floor, like tech plays with most of the time. The problem is, is you have to be able to punish that center on the defensive end. You have to be able to get him into a switch and just do what we see in the NBA. You know, just like why big guys can't play in the playoffs is you get them on a switch and you just, what, what is it that meme that they always tweet in the playoffs of that kid? It's like, it's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. Like, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's what you, you have to turn those bigs into fried chicken on switches. And uh, McClung, the only guy who can do that consistently. And, and, you know, so he, if you can't play him off the floor on the defensive end, and then he just, like I said earlier, just has an incredible amount of gravity on the offensive end. It's just a terrible matchup. So, if we're not going, if tech is not going to have, you know, these guys who can create off the dribble, then yeah, I guess my personal philosophy of basketball and I, it seems to be beards too, where we're just going to have five athletes out there. You need a, a big to go in there and because usually Kansas has one, they don't have one now, but you're, you're going to yeah. face a few bigs that are going to hurt you. Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm right there with you in the sense of like, put the best five athletes you possibly can on the floor. Cause that's usually what works, but I mean, when you have a guy like Culver that can just literally take over a game and barely touch the ball other than rebounding and just post touches, I mean, there's an issue with that. With the uh, kind of stand on that subject real quick, do y'all think, I'm looking at the stats right now, so I know the answers. Uh, The year Tariq was here, 2019, how do you think he did against West Virginia compared to Culver when when they played him? What do you mean? To be fair, Culver was a freshman though, right? He was. He was. Okay. What were but, Tariq's what were Tariq's stats? Or yeah, Cole? because I feel like a lot of people are immediately to jump, you know, like RC mentioned, uh, you know, Marcus Santos Silva, TJ Holyfield, these guys, they always say, Well, if we only had Tariq, right? If we only had Tariq again. Tariq had 14 points in one game and five rebounds in the loss. And that's yeah. this was when West Virginia was 14 and 19 on the year. Then yeah. Culver, the first game they played, tech 181 to 50. Culver had 23 points, 12 rebounds. Derek Culver. But Tariq then, what was Tariq's? Tariq had seven points, four rebounds. They beat him by Brandon Francis, Deshaun Corpru. Shooting. Yeah, they beat him by shooting. And and I'm not trying to say that, like, Tariq Owens or a center would be that fix. I just think you have to have somebody in terms of a body size that's, like, pretty similar because Marcus Santos Silva just – he can't mess with Derek Culver, but we're also talking about what a top five big in the country at the same time. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's one of developed those as you, you could see how absolutely I was about to say, wouldn't it be like it's games like that? And I know Mbala is not Josh Mbala is not that size, but he plays like a big and it's like or like big Russ. It, well, I, I mean, like because Mbala right now is just like getting you know i think he's averaging double digit rebounds at buffalo like that's the guy it's like he's if he would have been in the program for three years you know he he's the guy i would i would like to have just an option against a guy like culver um but it's weird because i thought tyreek did okay it's Mm -hmm. on him but it, it goes back to you know, if you, you gave up 82 points, <laughs> you know, like what did you give up there the last time we played 89? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, is, is tech basketball going to 
win very many games when they give up that amount of points? No. Like yeah. I think that's all it comes down to is like if you're not going to be able to score with West Virginia, like I don't know. You got to figure out a way to to limit what they're going to do. And, and we're probably and I'm probably harping on this for no reason because you know, like you said, he's a top five big. Their shooters are are unreal, especially right now. So going forward, I guess you know, let's just hope we don't play West Virginia in the tournament. Is is that is that the best yeah. defense? Just hope. And that's a good transition there too, because um, as we mentioned, the uh, on the board at least the projected number four seed, um, too high, too low. What do you think, Taylor? I mean, I think you're just right. Yeah, right where you want to uh, be. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I think you, if you would have won, I would have been interested to see if you would have beat West Virginia, would you have been that three? RC, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think they would have flipped spots, just yeah. quite honestly. Um, West Virginia is three, right? Right. Yeah, they're they're the yeah. 10 overall seed. Tech is 14. Okay. Um, yeah. But I mean, honestly, I mean, looking at it, I'd much rather be in the spot Tech is in than West Virginia. You, yeah. You, you avoid Gonzaga. Yeah, you avoid Gonzaga and Baylor play the weakest one in Ohio State, and you play a team in Villanova that's played seven games in seven weeks of the year. I mean, and they just lost yesterday to Creighton. They looked abysmal uh, for about 35 minutes and turned it on for five. And then, I mean, Virginia is Virginia, but also this might be one of Tony Bennett's like most eh teams he's had, which again, respect to him also hate him. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, it, you're in a bracket right there. If that's the way that it unfolds, you could legitimately see one through four, I don't think it would shock anyone if they lost in the round of 32 or that would just be the four that goes to, you know, the elite eight or something like that. You know, like, I mean, the sweet 16, it it wouldn't shock me any scenario because every team in there is so inconsistent tech included. Yeah. I think you're right about that is, is looking and then the tournament is, is so much about matchups, you know, uh, as opposed to, you know, seeding. And so, yeah, as much as it would, it would be cool to be a three, the four yeah. would be was was a better route for but this. Remember, uh, remember Taylor, you still got to respect the opponent, the <laughs> Hall of Fame yes. coach. No, I don't have to. Not respect not get beard, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. But, no. <laughs> but they can um, do all the respecting. I, I I'll leave that to them. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, RC. Um. I, sorry, sorry I keep cutting you off. Cutting you off. No, there. you're good. Go ahead. Um, I've talked to RC about this before. He kind of he had a good grasp on kind of what our region looked like and uh, you mentioned ohio state who are the other uh two that were mentioned you got ohio state as the one villanova yeah. as the two so it went ohio state was the yeah. overall four seed nova was the six overall seed and the two in the region and then i believe virginia was the nine in the three seed in that region and tech was the 14 seed but the four in that region so if that was that were to stay obviously this is all project projections um you face villanova again you face virginia I mean, what what better revenge could you kind of hope for? I mean, how fired up would you be if you're Chris Beard? You'd only get to face one, right? Did oh, I would you bracket? Yeah, right. In my head, you'd only yeah, get to they, face one. Yeah, they would face play. one, right? Yeah. In the elite eight. Yeah. Either one. one which, who? Okay. Well, this this is another good question. Who would uh Who would you rather get the get the win over? Obviously, I think it's Virginia, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're RC. Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would rather face the one i think we could win <laughs> but yeah do you think you off... could beat all the all three of them? i mean 
Yeah, if we're if we're going off revenge, it's definitely Virginia. There, there's no doubt about that. That would be a horrifically boring game. But <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, it would. First one but, to fifty wins. Yes, yes. But but I would I would take a win any way I can get it. Uh, one thing I was thinking, and this kind of what we were talking about earlier, but I want Brandon. You can go first, but I want both y'all. What is one player or or one aspect of the team that you think needs to improve in order for tech to make that run like we're talking about i'm trying to think of this as a good aspect to go off of because there's kind of you know multiple things i would i would go for but as rc said earlier respect tj shannon stuff but when he's on he's he's when he's on he's on when he's not he's not and if that's an aspect that i could change is if he could turn into like that jared culver kind of guy for you and just to kind of take over a game but i think mac mcclung's gonna be that guy but i think jared just or not jared terrence just really needs to take the biggest step and that that's my biggest pet peeve of the whole year is just if he was just consistent man and you had mac right behind him i mean rc you can go ahead and take after me but uh i think tj shannon i think you just kind of need him to take over this i mean this is a guy that went from being a first round mock draft guy at least to not maybe a second round guy yeah, I, real quick, what did y'all think Terrence Shannon was going to do this year before the season started? Like, I had like leap wise, like leap wise. Did you think he would take that Jarrett Culver type leap? I was hoping I, that he would. I was. I don't think that's his game. I don't think he has that lead ball handler type skill set. And so I didn't, I didn't, I think that he, I was hoping that his, like three point shot would improve and his defense would just be ridiculous. Like nobody, you know, we put him on their best guy and he's just locking them down because I, like he, he can drive, especially going left, but I just, yeah. it was hard for me to see, but I also expected a lot more of Kyler, which was going to be my answer. Is yeah. I, like sure. if you can have yeah. a, if you can have a backcourt of like freshman year, Kyler Edwards and his kind of minutes where he would come in and just, he wasn't afraid and just shot and went and, you know, just attacked. If you could have like that Kyler with Mac, I mean, it's pick your poison at that, sure. at that point. Um, so I, I think it was hard for me to, to answer your question because I, I don't know if his leap could have been seen the way Keenan's was his senior year or Jarrett, his sophomore year. Yeah. I got, I, I thought he would. And I, I had high hopes for Terrence. I thought he would be, um, drafted in that kelly umbre range that's who i think he reminds me of yes too. that is they yeah. said that on the broadcast and that is a great comp yeah Ubre is like him in the league now like i mean he'll he'll go 0 for 12 and then he'll go 10 for 12 which exactly. i think is Shannon's future yeah and i and i think it's a perfect comp just because it took umbre a little while to develop that shot long term um but we all know that umbre is one of those best guys in the league in terms of just going to his strong hand yeah. It's just, does Kelly finish? I.e., does Terrence finish? But right. to answer the question um, you asked a while ago, Taylor, I think that probably rebounding would be the most consistent thing because you look at guys and you have a guy like Marcus Santos Silva, um, and Brandon brought this up earlier, no rebounds. But I even think the bigger thing in that game was, yeah, Marcos didn't have any, but Kevin McCuller had one. So you had a combined one rebound between two of your best rebounders on the team. Kyler Edwards almost out-rebounded the whole starting lineup by himself. 
Um, so I, I think that's probably what I would want more is more consistent rebounding because you're just giving up way too many, at least second opportunities to teams. And I think that's where West Virginia killed you a little bit was they had those threes where it was just deafening. Like you, I mean, McNeil at the end of the buzzer that, I mean, or into the shot clock, I should say that was often an offensive oh, rebound. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you look at all these things and it's just, okay, man, like you got to rebound box out. That's the one thing I would really, really want to change. It's just, Hey, put a body on a body and don't let somebody go to the rim and out physical you. That's the whole mantra of the program, right? Out physical people and just do the dirty work. And they're just not doing a lot of those dirty work um, type deals right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Uh, and, it, and it's kind of what goes to mind is I, I want to see us uh, shoot the three better. And especially it's, it kills me when we, you know, when tech gets an offensive rebound, kicks it to an open shooter, it's just clank. <laughs> like nothing, nothing is worse than that. It's like just wasted an offensive rebound, but that's, I mean, those are backbreakers when you hit them. And so I, I want them taken. I just want to hit them. Yeah. Um, but the one thing too is, is I want to see Clarence Neldoni with more minutes. He only had six. He's and again, around. He, only, he only had it against West Virginia, and he only had a rebound and assist in those six, but he's everywhere when he's out there. Um, I think it's the haircut. I, yeah, maybe. You know, Burton played 21, and I, I felt like Neldoni's six were as impactful as those 21, and maybe maybe not. I, I, you know, you'd have to go back and rewatch, but I'd like to see him get some more minutes. I, I just think he – He's a difference maker, and I think he's going to be able to guard some guards in the tournament. You know that are that are good, and and he and his wingspan and, and his toughness I think will help once he gets to the tournament. But I think know, we're running uh, we're running a little out of time. But Ogbo is a guy that is very popular on the board. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think he, he also deserves some more minutes minutes as well? I think when he's out there. The floor is wide open for McClung, and and that's what I like to see. So, and he's not afraid. He's not afraid. He'll shoot it. I like the guys like that. I'd rather have him on the floor than uh, Burton right now, just because yeah. he gives you that height factor you need in the rebounding. He's not afraid, like Taylor said, to fly around, make a play happen. And I mean, you could argue just looking at you know, and this is very small percentages. I mean, he would arguably be your third best three-point shooter if you gave him regular minutes, which is yeah. also kind of crazy in the sense that you don't realize Ty, uh, Kyler Edwards is shooting 38% from three. Does that shock I, y'all? It's shocking, yes. Yeah, that shocks me. Like, I was like, what? I, I, wonder, I, thought, it, I thought it was closer to like 32. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Did he? It was Kansas State, wasn't it, where he had a, a good – I think – because I, I don't think he takes his minutes. I wish he would take more, but I, I realize he's not shooting him well. Um, but I wonder, I think Kansas State may have upped his percentage a, a good amount. But for, uh, yeah, that, for who that was issue. it? Terrence, right? What? No, oh, Kyler. no Kyler. He Kyler, did shoot sorry, 75% yeah. from three. Yeah, um, three, yeah, three for four. Yeah, I think that probably upped it like, some, some significant points. As a team, um, you shot 50%. Yeah, I mean that saved you against Kansas State, and and, and I I thought they were letting them fly too, which was nice to see. But uh, but yeah, like Brandon said, we're about to run out of time here on this Zoom call. So, uh, RC, you got anything before we get out of here? And just stay safe and stay warm. It's like negative fifteen outside right now. Like I I don't know what we did to deserve this, but we need to change our ways or something because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I kind of like it. Oh, I like it no. is missing Luke is missing. I like it as a change. 
<laughs> what, Brandon? Uh, Luke is missing wide open threes. That's uh, cold. <laughs> he was the it's, only uh, reason you were in that game. So stop your Lucas slander. Oh, sir. I'm, yes. I don't know. I, there's not slander. I'm just saying he did. I'm stating a fact. Yes, he did. But trade the whole team a, to Washington, except for yes, Luca. I get agree. Bradley Beal yeah. and Bert's hands. I don't care at this yep. point. Yes, or go get Kelly Oubre. Um, <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> but you uh, takes and you're you're for you're <laughs> you could fit in well on this Tech basketball team. You're just you're pumping faking me, and just jacking up bricks right now. Give me street dog Matt Mooney. <laughs> and you can take Jalen Brunson and everybody. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> but um, but no, I think uh, just we have three minutes left. I kind of want to go hit one thing. Your free throws might be another another thing that you kind of want to get down. They've been a little better at it, more consistent. I, yeah, I think they've been – they started terrible, but I thought they've been yeah. pretty good. I haven't looked at yeah. the numbers. I just hope it doesn't come back and kind of creep up on them because they went 15-22 to 22 against K-State. Yeah, I mean that's, that's you know yeah. seven points left. But anyways, but that that was my last thought. I think they yeah. said it during the broadcast real quick that Tech gets to the line at the um, third highest frequency of anybody in the yeah. country to, has the second most free throws taken, but it's like a hundred and sixth in percentage or something like that. Just ridiculous. oh wow, I didn't realize that. Except when you play West Virginia, you yeah, it's different <laughs> different stuff happens. Yes, very different. All right, guys. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Um, Ronald Charles and his inaugural <laughs> run through on the uh, from here it's Potable Podcast. Uh, Brandon, we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again, maybe a little recap of uh, uh, after this week and see where things stand. Because if, if things go haywire against TCU, we'll probably need it. But thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Change my mind if you ever switch it up